Peace. Peace, peace, peace. Peace, well, Peace, man. Peace. Welcome to the Push Positive Podcast, man. Uh, on Showtime, I know uh, ProBlock going to be on here pretty soon. He usually hopped on uh, right at 8, right after Bill Destroy Hour. How you doing out there, man? I'm peace, man. Everything is going well tonight. That's good. That's good, man. I'm definitely looking forward to the podcast, man. Just diving in, you know, talking about a, a little bit of everything you got going on with Elevized Media. Uh, you yourself personally, and, and, and what's your take on this whole? You know, this this our first uh our first uh Black History Month after some of the monumental changes we've seen with you know the NFL uh having you know Black Lives Matter and all that kind of stuff on the helmets, and then the NBA. You know, them guys actually sat out some games and did some historic stuff for the first time. So this is our first Black History Month since those events which transpired last summer. So, I mean, I'm just looking forward to see what kind of change or what, what we're going to do different this year, you know, if if we do anything different or what we're going to do different this year to be able to, you know, continue with some of that, that some of that energy and some of that fire. Indeed. No, that's a good point. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the conversation. I'm really excited to build with y'all, and it's my pleasure to be here. No doubt, man, no doubt. Um, one of the things we did um, recently, because um, last week we actually celebrated we got twelve over twelve hundred uh, actual streams right now. We on episode probably twenty or twenty one, I think it is. Um, so to have uh, twelve hundred streams out of twenty episodes, that's actually a, a pretty decent number according to Anchor, which is the platform that we utilize for our podcast. So we was uh, we just had a celebration of that last week, and uh, because of that, I kind of updated the visuals and things like that. So it, it should be some should be some good stuff, man. You should get some good uh, listeners and some good feedback, and I'll share whatever feedback you received from this podcast today and I'll also send you a link of the podcast once it's actually completed and posted. Indeed. No, I appreciate that. Looking forward to it. I'm excited. No doubt, man. No doubt. So I mean I don't know if we really gotta wait. You know, I was I was striving to wait for uh Pro to get on here, man. I know it's right at the eight o'clock hour, you know, but uh I don't really like a lot of dead space in the podcast and I, I really don't do a whole lot of editing because one of the things one of the strengths of other podcasts is it is un um unscripted. It is pretty organic. It's a generally an organic conversation that we have about just, you know, current events and stuff that's going on. Uh, I know Pro, he usually come on with a couple topics that he want to talk about um, when we don't have a special guest. However, um, you know, today we'll just let, uh, you know, let the podcast and the conversation roll how it rolls and, and go from there, man. Indeed, I'm ready. Peace, peace, peace. Yeah, so why don't you introduce yourself, man? They know I'm Showtime. I'm one of the co-hosts uh, of the Push Positive Podcast. Why don't you introduce yourself, man, and tell us a little bit about you and your company and what you got going on. Indeed. Peace. Well, my name is Born Logic Allah. Uh, I'm the co-founder of Melanize Media. Uh, Melanize, spelled M-E-L-A-N-E-Y-E-S, uh, because what we strive to do is infuse or darken, melanin being the chemical that gives us our pigmentation, we strive to darken our view or to give us a black perspective of how we see things. Uh, and we basically specialize in online presentations, uh, documentary films, and culturally enriching classes and programs that help us to understand the Black experience here in North America. And so I've been a part of this company. Um, me and my partner, Baba Andar Ma'at, we founded it um, in 2018. We've had the opportunity to produce uh, three documentary films. Uh, we've had the opportunity to be able to put together about seven online presentations that we share, um, you know, throughout the year. 
And it's uh, and we've also had the opportunity to put together two online courses. So it's been an opportunity uh, that's been fulfilling for me. It's helping me uh, build my brand. It's also helping me gain more knowledge because the more that you teach, the more that you learn. And so it's my pleasure to really be able to present this to us because we do this for us and it is by us. We think that uh, we have an experience a, a very expansive story as black people, not just here in the wilderness in North America, but all over the globe. And it needs to be told. And there's so many different facets and ways that we could tell our story. So we've chose the audio visual way. And that's, uh, that's what we do. So that's pretty much me in a rundown. Right. So, I mean, when y'all doing the programs and things like that, I know y'all doing it for uh, cultural education and things like that. Do y'all consider it like a service to the people in a sense? Absolutely. Uh, and because people give us such feedback, I always feel like that we're serving people and that we're serving a real need and a purpose. And so the feedback that we get of people um, sometimes in some of our online events have shared with us that this has been some of the most valuable education that they've received outside of school. Some people said that they've learned more than they ever did in school um, from some of the Black history presentations that we've shared. Definitely, man. Definitely, and, and, and that's 100% truth. And I like the the, the the understanding behind the name Melanized Media. I, I really didn't under. I mean, I, I knew it had something to do with melanin. I, I like the way you broke it down because it's enough enough whitewashing out here. Yeah. It ain't no melanizing out here. Huh. You know, we ain't nobody melanizing nothing. <laughs> you know, but it, it, everything is whitewashed. You know, so I think it's a, it's definitely a service, man. I think it's a real big opportunity for us as a people to really have some stuff available to us some media available to us that, that hasn't been for a long time. Man. And, um, you know, it's, it's always good to be able to tell our story from our side because there's a million, you know, black history movies or slave movies, I'll say that. Uh -huh. <laughs> it ain't a whole bunch of black history movies, but it's a whole bunch of slave movies. But even those are told from the oppressor's perspective. True. You know? So, you know, it's just good to have an inside source, an inside track with some of the media that we have access to and that our children have access to. So I think that's a huge part of it. Indeed. I really do. So um like like when you um when y'all was starting out, you know, and, and I I remember I was around for some of the early times when y'all was starting out y'all was doing just like movies and y'all were showing movies and movie theaters. Uh -huh. You know, how did y'all go how did y'all progress from that to coming up with like curriculum and and, and just everything y'all got now? Because y'all got some everything. Y'all did Kwanzaa, uh -huh. you know, a whole a whole week of Kwanzaa. So how did y'all progress from the movies to, to doing all the stuff y'all got now? Indeed. Well, you know, it's really interesting because we dropped our third film really at the end of February of 2020. This was right before COVID and the shutdown. That crazy, yeah. So we had just released that film. Um, it did well, but we didn't get an opportunity. And when I say release, we had put it in a theater and shown it. But we right. had like a map of schedules for the rest of the year that we had planned on continuing showing the film. Um, and that stopped right in March. So honestly, we didn't know what we were going to do. My wife has suggested that we try screening and showing the film online because we had this brand new film and nobody to, you know, no audience and no way to really show it. And so honestly, when she first suggested it, I was like, nah, ain't nobody really going to watch it. And they definitely probably not going to pay for it. Mm -hmm. um, but however, we didn't have anything to lose. So we went ahead and tried it on online. 
And yeah. it turned out really well. And I couldn't really even believe the amount of income we earned <laughs> from it. I was like, wow, we, we actually made some money by showing this online? And that was on a Sunday in April. And from that point on, we just said, all right, well, let's keep testing it. So then we tried a, another movie that we had. Then we tried the third film. And it just always seemed to do pretty good. So um, we continued. But after rotating those three films, we realized we didn't have enough content to do that every week. Right. So we decided to put together like an online presentation. And the first one we did was a versus battle where we had Malcolm X versus MLK after, you know, when COVID hit Swiss Beats and Timberland started doing the verses. Yeah. So I was watching that and I was really tuned into the one with Erica uh, Badu and Jill Scott. Jill Scott, yeah. Now that one kind of piqued my interest because I noticed the vibe they was giving. And, and also, if you remember, they had a picture of Betty Shabazz to advertise that. Yeah, yeah they did. And, yeah. and I thought in my mind, damn, what if this same platform could, that they're using for musicians could be done with like leaders or intellects? And so I was like, well, if we're going to do it with intellects or leaders, this, your top two always going to be MLK and, and Malcolm X. Right. So that's right. really our first presentation, which led to more. And that's really and we really just kept building content to be able to rotate within our Sunday schedule uh, just so we would have enough to share with people. And those presentations, a couple of them, we morphed and transformed into online courses. All right. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's just crazy how the progression, it seems just like a, such a natural progression because it's so needed man you know it'd be different if, if people weren't listening if people weren't knocking the door down to get the material then it wouldn't really be a need to keep on progressing it and creating the content yeah. however the, the need is definitely there y'all have definitely found that niche market and you know that just the importance of having you know some media or, or just anything I, me I remember in the early years you know even before you know y'all started doing uh the melanized movement um, we was just excited to have Hidden Colors 1, 2, and 3 right. and, and some of those kind of movies. So now to be able to have extensive content like y'all have brought to the table, it's really, a, it's really a gift to the community, man. And uh, I just look forward to seeing the, 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 the long impact. I remember one of the things you said, you know, you spoke before one of the movies. You said, you know, you're looking forward to the, to the long-term impact, okay. you know, how it's going to affect, affect people that come after us and having a legacy to live beyond your, yourself in the form of, of something that's helpful and great, uh -huh. you know, and, and, and that's what we, that's what you're doing, man. That's what we're seeing right now. So congratulations on that, man. And, Thank you. And, and, and with that being said, man, what y'all got, what y'all got coming up for, uh, for the, uh, for black history month, y'all got anything? Special? Absolutely. So for black history month, um, this is usually a good time for us. A lot of institutions and universities here in our local area reach out to us to provide programming for the students. Uh, so we have a lot of private showings um, of our local film, um, Walk on the River, which documents the Black history of San Antonio. Right, right, um, right. However, on this month, every Sunday, we're having a Black History Game Night. And what that is, is a combination of trivia, uh, Pictionary style guessing. Um, we're going to have some word scrambles. And each week, each Sunday, we'll focus on a different topic. So, for instance, this first Sunday on the 7th, um, the topic will be our origin in Africa. So, we're going to focus on our history before slavery because a lot of times people like to start at slavery and we have to disconnect from that and realize our his history is so much deeper and longer than that. Right. Uh, so, that's what we yeah. have planned during February. No, man, that's awesome. 
So what is the format like? Is it a Zoom call where folks can get hop on? Or what, 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 what? Yes. So what it is is a, it's an online event. You can register via Eventbrite. Um, once you register, you'll get a link to Zoom. On Sunday at 7, um, the meeting will open up. Uh, we'll have a brief introduction, just giving some background on who we are and what we're doing. Uh, we'll have a short presentation just about Black History Month, so people will always have some type of reference point, know why we even celebrating Black History Month and where yeah. it came from. Uh, and then we'll go into our first set of games. Uh, we plan on having about four to five games. Like I said, it'll be a combination of some trivia. So we may put up a picture and ask, who is this? And people write down their answers on their own paper. And then we come back to the Zoom chat and people put in their scores, how many they got right out of, if we have, you know, seven pictures, how many you got right out of the seven. And then we'll have uh, like some African word, I mean, some uh, African uh country quizzes so we'll ask people to name this country and we'll go through a little bit of history we're going to have a couple words uh that are related to africa we're going to scramble them up and you have to guess what the word is uh we're going to ask um certain questions about the continent and then we'll go into some just some history about us as a people you know we are the original people of the planet earth so we'll ask a few things about that just to see if people are aware of them and so that's basically how the games will go. And then we'll have a final grand prize question at the end. And the first person to type the answer in the chat will win a prize. Okay, excellent. So it's very similar to what y'all was doing uh, for the Kwanzaa. Because I know on the Kwanzaa, when I tuned in, y'all was doing some games and things like that on there, too, and had some questions. And it was very interactive. Yes. So is, is it something that um, you can provide a link for me for so I can put it on here so we can? Because it's, it's through event, yes. right? And I can provide you okay. a hyperlink or a bit.ly link so everybody can get to it. It's also at our website, too, uh, melanizedmedia.com. We have an events page, and from the events page, you can always get to get to it from there. All right, y'all heard it, man. Y'all going to be able to find the link on the Anchor page. I'm not sure what platform y'all listening to this on, but on the Anchor page, our main page, uh, you'll be able to find the link. To the events for the uh, Black History, uh, uh, for the Black, what what, 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 what you call it, Black History? Uh, game night. night. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, black History black Game History, Night. Uh, game. And it's gonna be every Sunday during the month of February, and the first one is gonna be this coming uh, Sunday on the seventh. I see uh, my man Pro popped in. How you doing, Pro? What's going on, Peace Guy? What's good with you, uh, Lodge? Peace. I'm doing good, man. How you feeling today? <laughs> man, I'm good, man. You know, what I'm saying happy to be on on the pod with you, and you know, what I'm saying kind of. Touch touch base with you, see how everything been going with you. No doubt. It's my pleasure, man. I'm happy that y'all invited me on. Yeah, man. So um Logic was explaining, you know, pretty much how um because the company the company he co-founded is called Melanized Media. And he uh before you hopped on, Logic uh for the listeners that may have not been on here earlier, why don't you go do the breakdown, Logic, about uh why y'all named it Melanized Media and kind of Kind of get that breakdown. Indeed. So uh, the word melanized means to blacken or to infuse with uh, melanin. Melanin is the chemical substance that gives our skin its dark pigmentation. So we took the word melanized, which is M-E-L-A-N-I-Z-E, and we changed it to M-E-L-A-N-E-Y-E-S, like melon eyes, because we're a visual company. And so we want to infuse your eyes, your visuals, with a black perspective. And um, also, if you look at it, 
people may not realize this, but from a perspective of science, uh, 70% of your sensory receptors are in your eyes. So what that means is that when you really look at things, you have the greatest emotional attachment to what you see more so than what you hear, more so than what you smell, and more so than what you touch. So with that wow. being the case, that's why media has such a large effect on us as a people. With that being said, it's important that we look at things and we see things from a black perspective as opposed to a European or a whitewashed perspective. Uh, and so that's really why, the, why we chose the name Melanize. That's dope, man. That's dope. And, and, and you, know, uh, you know, when I look at, you know, all the stuff that's out here, because now, man, with, from everything, from Instagram to TikTok, it, it's just so much to look at and so much to take in, man. We got to have companies like yours putting something out there with some type of black positive imagery in it, you know, and, and I, I think y'all doing an excellent job. And just and, and the fact that it goes so much more beyond just the movies and, and the programming, I think just the idea of y'all doing it is motivational. Right. You know that that's a that's a, a piece that I think is overlooked. Indeed. No, it, it yeah. takes some work. So yeah, I appreciate that. Absolutely. So, Lodge, what would you say to the people that say that that have a gripe about why does it have to be about? race and why does it have to be about the melanated people because you know you always get kickback from people that don't understand why it has to be talked about it in, in such a matter because we've been lacking that since we've been in this country so to what, what do you say to those individuals that will question that aspect of it uh well american society has put race at the forefront black people did not put race at the forefront the structure of our society has been based on race ownership of land in the early stages was based on race citizenship was based on the color of people's skin our financial system was founded upon slavery which was based on the skin color of a people so you can't now late in the game talk about it's not about race now when it went for hundreds <laughs> of years it has, the society has already been built on race and racism so it is not us we are not the ones who made it that way However, since it is that way, we have to try to rectify the situation by telling the truth and speaking the truth, because so much has been um, mistold about us. Our history, um, our condition in America has been uh, whitewashed, glossed over and lied about, to be frank with you. So we have to rectify that and fix it. Absolutely. And I agree. And I only ask that because that ties into some of the things that I want to get into today as far as being Black History Month, yeah. because that's also one of those situations that that people will have to ask that question and say, well, why do we have to have a Black History Month? Mm -hmm. And that kind of ties into some of the information that you've just given right now about Black History Month. You know what I'm saying? It's arrived. And you know what I'm saying? I just like to say we will be dedicating a portion of each show this month to educating and reminding our audience of the extraordinary moments the way the people benefit from our sacrifices, determination, innovation, and creations. So I just wanted to open up with some notable Black history facts and knowledge from yourself and uh, Showtime uh, to jump off the month. Absolutely. No, no doubt. No doubt, man. Well, yeah, so go so ahead. What you say a lot? Oh, no, no, you good? You're yeah, good. I was going to say, well, you know, the first thing I like to start with is the fact that Black History Month was started by Carter G. Woodson in 
really in 1926 mm-hmm. as Black History or Negro History Week. Right. Oh, so wow. it actually okay. started out as just a week in 1926, started by Carter G. Woodson, who was the author of, you know, The Miseducation of the Negro. And what happened right. was some students at Kent State, which was the HBCU in the 70s, decided to resurrect that and bring it back. And from there, it really started growing around the country, especially at HBCUs. And then it turned into Black History Month. And then the nation pretty much adopted and adapted it in the uh, mid to late 1970s. And that's when it really became a thing. However, the, the origin really goes back to 1926 uh, with Carter G. Woodson. No, that's so sad. Right. And it's important, that you, it's important that you mention that because pe- people give Carter G. Woodson the credit for starting uh, Black History Month, but, but they don't talk about the fact that it wasn't resurrected or actually taken on by the country until the 70s. So that's a 50-year gap, a 40-some-year gap from when he did Black History Week to win, you know, it was actually adapted yes. and celebrated. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I really think um, I really think some of the things, the important things about Black History Month, and the reason why I think it's so important is because like like uh, Brandon, B-Love had posted today, you know, Black History is 365, 24-7, and that's right and exact. However, if you look at it, this is one of the times we get to talk about people that they don't always get the ink. They don't always get the, the highlight, you know. So, I mean, because you got your top ten. You got ten motherfuckers. You got ten people in black history that even, you know, the learned people, it's probably about ten. It's probably about ten if, if you want to count them. But what about the other hundred that don't never get spoke about? You know, we, we talk about, you know, everybody from, you know, uh, George Washington Carver, Harriet Tubman, Frederick Douglass, not to take nothing away from these individuals, but there's so many more that don't get spoke about until this month of February. So I think it's important for us to take some time to look at those individuals too, you know, during this time. I was looking at a list of 150 today, 150 notable African-Americans that, that should be talked about during this month. That's five a day for 30 days. We only got 28 days, but see, we got to gotta figure it out and fit it in there. <laughs> so a couple days, we might have to do six or seven. But um, that that's the importance of, of, of Black History Month for me, man. Just just knowing that if it's here and we got the world looking at us, just like when we was doing the protest and we had the world looking at us, this is another time when we got the world looking at us. This is how I, I was uh, uh, building with logic earlier. This is the first Black History Month that we've had since the progress <clears throat> we made with the George Floyd uh, killing and, and that. So now the world looking at us. Now, now they say y'all wanted Black Lives Matter. They say y'all want the march. They say y'all want to see some change. This y'all first Black History Month. What y'all gonna do different? What, how y'all gonna improve upon the last 900 Black History Months y'all done had when it's just been 28 days when we say Black, Black, Black? You know, what you gonna do? What's, what's the action? Exactly. And that's why, and, and that kind of piggybacks off another question I had about does, does Black History Month evoke proper acknowledgement, celebration, and change? That's one part of the question. And do we believe there's a deeper component to Black History Month that tends to get overshadowed? Well, one thing I would like to say is I think that the intent of Black History Month has been misconstrued. And what I mean by that is that going back to that's why I referenced Carter G. Woodson, his goal for Negro History Week was not to teach black people about their history because he had already devoted pretty much his whole life and every book that he wrote to that. And that was something that he worked Mm -hmm. on actively daily. 
But what Negro History Week was for was to allow the greater society or the larger society of America, America to get the opportunity to see the black contributions from people uh, of the African diaspora here in America and for the greater society to learn about what we had contributed because what his goal was is that we would already know but what has happened is that people wow. are now using Black History Month to educate Black people, and that's not really what it was for. His idea was that we right. would be teaching Black History all throughout the year, and this would be our, like, show and tell, like, show everybody else who we are and what we've been doing. Wow. And that's crazy that you wow. say that, because like many other things that was meant to go one way, uh -huh. it gets you know, the other population get a hold of it and then turn it into something completely different. Uh -huh. What we're supposed to stand for for us. So that's a good reminder that sometimes we got to keep our fingers on the pulse of what's going on with our people and educate in the ways that we know to educate or that we don't know and figure it out. Because if we allow somebody else to control our narrative, these are the kind of things that happen. Yeah. And we end up in the situations that we are in right now as far as, like you said, that point you just made about Black History Month and whatever else that we can talk about, because we always come back to this point somehow. Uh, that's not how it originally started, but here's where we're at. We always come to this point somehow, and whatever conversation we're talking about when it comes to our people. So that's a good point, man. Right. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's that's really, you know, that's really why we do what we do on the podcast here, you know, and the reason why we even got a podcast is because it's, 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 it's so many opportunities to have a platform that we don't utilize to the best of our ability for it, not only for us, also for our folks, you know, our, for our people. And it really is an opportunity. Like you said, like, like when, when, it, like I was saying earlier, when the eyes are on us, man, sometimes we don't take the opportunity to, 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 to show. If everybody looking, if everybody want to see, now is our time to show. So, like you said, you know, it should be an opportunity for us to be like, "Hey, man, we this this these are the pro this is the progress we made despite being brought here against our will, despite 400 years of slavery, despite uh, inequality in education, despite inequality in financial structure. We still here. We still doing this, and that's really what it should be about, okay. you know. But yeah. Well, yeah, man. I mean, what other uh, you know what other things jump out at you, pro, as far as you know, now with the climate, like like logic, like so. So, what do you think, man? Like you said, they they canceled the Martin Luther King uh, march huh. out there, the physical march, which is the biggest one in the nation and has been for some years now. They canceled that due to COVID nineteen and things like that. How do we how do we how do we avoid having Black History Month being canceled <laughs> because of COVID nineteen? You know, because a lot of the shit that we, I mean, a lot of the things and events that we do, it's about really getting out physically, being around our people, being around each other. You know, because they say we ain't got no unity. This is one time we can show some unity, and now they got opportunity to cancel our shit. <laughs> well, I think ultimately the ball is always in our court. You know, uh, we we control the narrative if we want to, if we strive to. Uh, we run the country culturally, uh, the internet, you yeah. look at any of that. Yeah. So I think that we have to use the tools at our disposal um, to make light of who we are and what we've done. You know, I know that we um, can use Zoom, we can use the social media platforms, whether it be TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, Clubhouse, you name it, we own all of that. So it's about us 
<laughs> you name it. It's about using those <laughs> platforms to share a voice, and especially during this time frame, for for something that's important and meaningful. Absolutely. So, Elijah, speaking on that on that subject, how do we try to figure out how to capitalize on these things that you just named? All of those platforms that you just named, instead of us being the locomotive that pushes it to get other people rich, how do we figure out how to reverse that and get it put into the way where we can invest and we can make it ours? Because we are running that locomotive when it comes to all of those platforms. And without us, I don't think any of those platforms will be successful at all. Period. Agree. So what, what do you think some, some solutions are for us as a people to try to, you know what I'm saying, get on the front of that and take advantage of it financially? Um, it's two parts to that answer that I want to give. And one is something I just heard somebody else speak on because they was really going in about the fact that Clubhouse is popping right now, but it's the black voices and the black content creators that have made it the billion dollar company that it's about to be. That it is. However, what was said, and I forget who I was listening to, but one thing he pointed out is that that's a tech company. VCs, venture capitalists come together to put together money and put together a play to create a platform like that because you need millions to be able to put together an app of that size and that complexity. And a lot of times, black content creators, um, black tech um, engineers don't always have access to that venture capital funds that a white person or white company might have. So that's one of the hard problems about getting your app out there because there there are a few really good black apps that I have been on um, that are socially like, you know, that deal with social consciousness that are similar to Instagram and one of them is similar to Twitter, but they don't have a marketing push behind them to be able to get it to a large amount of people that could start then using it. So that's one of the problems. Um, the second problem I think sometimes that we have to really realize is that uh, we will power some of these apps. I say we, I'm talking about black people, black culture. And sometimes it's for bullshit, honestly. Like it'll start turning into we'll power it. We'll give it its power, but then we'll start doing things that's ridiculous and outlandish as opposed to right. something that's more conscious and knowledgeable. Um, and so I think right. internally we have to self-regulate and, and kind of pull each other coattails sometime and be like, you know, is that really the best thing to be sharing? You can share your music. You can share the dance and you can share the challenges. However, I think it's up to us to really start balancing <clears throat> it with more conscious content, things that make more sense that are knowledgeable. Right. And we, and we had talked to me and show keep, and that's another, uh, conversation that continuously comes up when we have conversations about our community is, is that anytime we get to talking about anything that leads down the line of holding our people accountable, it's always met with resistance, yeah. right? Like it, there is no such thing as us as black people holding each other accountable. We got words for it now. You a sucker, or you a hater, or you this, you that, you know what I mean? Like it, it's never never just holding each other accountable to where we can understand that if we hold each other accountable, they can't police us. We will police ourselves and we won't have to worry about some of the things that we complain about all the time. Right. So, I mean, that, that's another one of those uh, common themes that come up when we had conversations about our community. So that's good that that actually came up Mm -hmm. again to let us know that that is common. And we do need to do a better job of policing ourselves and figuring out ways to, uh, 
benefit from some of these platforms in a way because we run uh-huh. in, in some sense. So, and, and it, 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 it really boils down to intent yeah. a lot of times too, man. Like, what are you, what is your intention for going on there? You know, if you own there to be a clown or to be popular or to get 10 million followers, right. you know what the fuck you got to do to do that. <laughs> but also, you you have to be willing to sacrifice. And if you own there with a, uh, it's a it's a black comic book that the guy it's a black anime he got to own there and it's about like the stories of Egypt and, and things like that before that we were brought over to the uh the the wilderness of North America. He know that he ain't finna get no zillion followers. He know that he know he could have did a, a Japanese anime and, and, and probably got some more ink than he getting right now. How this about intent? It's about intent and it's about content. You know, so like like Logic was saying, you know, I mean if if motherfucker gonna post something, you know, you gotta throw bits of truth in there sometimes. You know, that's one of the things that uh, you know, that we used to do with our rap music. You know, we wasn't just on there rapping about five percent this and I like this and supreme mathematics that, but we would throw bits of it in there and it'll catch people. You know, so some of these popular folks, what they probably are gonna have to do if we ever gonna ever get any kind of control over what's going on on those uh platforms, be as goofy as you want, be as popular as you want. Have a, don't be afraid to throw a little bit of truth in there, man, and, and some science in there or once in a while. So at least huh. at least it's sprinkled in there. You know? And then that goes to that old adage of make sure you put the medication in the food that they like to eat. Huh. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes <laughs> you gotta. Sometimes, I mean, as a as a as a way to market it and get people in, sometimes you gotta pull them in and tell them what they want to hear, so they can get what sure. they need, right? Sometimes we got to use that aspect too. Not saying that, that that has to be the only way to get him in, but we got to utilize whatever we can to make sure we reach in a larger of a crowd as we can to make sure we reach as many people as we can. Right. Logic, Logic was talking before you got on. How he, you know how everybody was doing the versus battle. Like, you know, uh, uh, I know the recent one that everybody was talking about was Gucci Man versus uh, Young G. That, so the versus battles, they have been popular throughout the uh, end of last year. However, he did the verses with Martin Luther King versus Malcolm X, you know, so taking the same idea, taking the same concept, concept, however, doing some educational, you know, pro, like pro black type shit with it. It it was, it was, when I saw him post it, I was like, damn, bro, that's creative as hell. Cause it's one of the only ways you're going to get motherfuckers to pay attention is doing something like that. You know? Right. No doubt. I definitely agree. We got to be creative, man. And our ways of reaching out to our people, because we know not everybody learn the same way and not everybody has access or want to have access to some of the things that we would like them to have access to. And that's just that's just the reality of the situation. If it was that easy, we wouldn't we probably wouldn't be in some of these situations we in right now. Right. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I think it's major, man. I think it's major, you know, to have opportunity to have someone like Logic and someone with a company like that on our program, you know, because we're going to have a lot of guests. You know, we had guests already. However, for Black History Month to be jumping off, it ain't no coincidence that this podcast is on the first day of Black History Month, man. It's the knowledge day of the second month of the year. So, you know, and that's what we're doing. We're dropping knowledge, man. However, at the same time, I don't want to get too deep into it. I want to ask, I want to ask real quick, what kind of music does Born Logic listen to nowadays? Because I know you always been a music head, man. Ever since we was little, you was pretty much the reason why, you know, we got into music and, and did that. 
what you listen to nowadays, man? Because I know it's kind of hard for folks like us to mm-hmm. listen to the, the, the popular music. Uh, so I, man, you, I got a about? wide variety I listen to right now. Um, I stay listening to 70s funk, uh, <laughs> Parliament. Damn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we yeah, we band cameo. <laughs> Because that's one of the things I can have legacy in the car with me, my daughter, and that I feel self-conscious about. So I listen to a lot of funk. Uh, I've been really right. on this Tupac kick lately. I really, not just listening to Pac, I've really been studying Pac. Um, his life, I didn't, oh, like, wow. the last two months, I've watched so many videos just about his last days, and I've really just been studying his life, uh, along with listening to his music, and it gave me a different perspective of his music now. Um New music. I listen to mm. Griselda. You know, I'm into Conway. I like uh, West Side Gun. I like Benny the Butcher. Uh, yeah, yeah, Benny the I Butcher like album. Griselda. Same, I like um, Freddie Gibbs. I've been listening to him. Uh, Toby and Giway. I listen to him sometimes. Uh, yeah, Toby cool. Uh, I, I listen like to her. I've been on her for a minute. Um, Jasmine Sullivan. I was kind of really peeping her. Last little, you know, project that she had released. Yeah, that's actually mm-hmm. pretty dope. That hotel became. Yeah, so those are some of the things I've been listening yeah. to lately. Hey, what you think about that Bust Bus album? Yeah, it was pretty good. I, I, I honestly around. wasn't super into it. I know a lot of my peers were. I don't know if I was as into it as some of the others. But then again, I've never been a huge Bust Around fan. Uh, I could appreciate the Master Far Muhammad. I didn't like the fact that if he's mm-hmm. coming from a perspective of being a five percenter, I don't know why he would name it Master Farmer. I know yeah. he had a picture of the father of Allah in yeah. the video, but he also had a picture of Master Far Muhammad. And nothing against the prophet, nothing against Master Farad. I'm just saying I don't know why he named it that. And then on top of that, when he put Rick Ross in it. I'm not saying Rosé don't come with it because he's one of my favorites, but I just don't know if that topic fit him to be the guest. Yeah, or if so. that, yeah, that but other than that, I thought yeah. it was pretty good. I actually was kind of feeling yeah. the, the BBD song that he redid. Yeah. yeah, I thought that was pretty creative too, you know. I thought that was pretty smooth. I, I, I was just impressed with the fact that they do that yes. to come out with an album now. You know, <laughs> you got us saying the only motherfuckers that can do shit like that because I know Nas had an album yes. earlier in 2020 uh, as well. You know, that, that just seeing them motherfuckers come out with music right now and actually be uh, received Agreed. well was amazing to me. You know, I was I, I, I was on the project. You know, I like the Buster Rhymes project. I thought he did a good job uh-huh. as far as being relevant now. Because, you know, sometimes when people come out with music and you just be so shocked that their music be out, mm-hmm. you be trying to give them credit, but they be trash. Dude, he actually was pretty decent. That Nas album, I ain't really feel, but I was just surprised. Yeah, I'm a I'm a huge Nas fan, album. and I really wasn't feeling it that much either. It, it was like three songs I really do like, uh, but overall, it definitely was not what I would really like to get from Nas. But it was peace, like you said, just to see him still be able to pop back out and still sound fresh and new. That was impressive. Absolutely, because I I think right now what what a lot of that conversation around. Uh, some of our elder statesmen in a in, in a rap game is is that we don't treat our culture in the rap game like other people right. treat their music. Like we we allow our music to get dated and 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 allow our legends to fade away and not show them the respect that they deserve. So I think the more individuals like Busta Rhyme and Nas continues to come out with this heat 
it's easier for our people to see that those individuals deserve that respect. And that's this is how we keep the generations going. And this is how we keep some integrity in the game is by having these kind of individuals come out and drop projects and be relevant and show them that it's not about it's not about that. It's about the culture as a whole so we can age properly and everybody can still eat and get money and prosper off of this thing that we call the rap game right on in life. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just crazy, man, when you think about just the just the condition of music right now, man, because you got to think, when Illmatic came out, it was dope for three years. When, when when All Eyes On Me came out by Tupac in 1996, we were still listening to that in 1998. This is the thing. If a song come out right now, and it's the dopest song ever, it got about a week's shelf life. It got about a week. Uh, if it lasts for a month, when the last time y'all heard uh, WAP by Cardi B and uh, Megan Thee Stallion? When the last time y'all heard that? But, but when it came out, it was the hottest shit ever. It was breaking records and all this stuff, song of the year and all that. I ain't heard that song in about, unless it was on the TikTok or something, I ain't heard it in about sure. a month, to be honest with you. And, and this, and this so, is where making timeless music is more important than actually making music for what's, what's hot right now. But see, the problem with that is, is that everybody's so focused on the monetary aspect of what the music will do that they're going to chase that wave. And this is why it's easier for our music to get played out like that. And people don't realize that that's dangerous to our culture. (laughs) That's more dangerous to our culture than anything, because now you try to make it all about the monetary aspect of it instead of the love of the music. And that's why we can go back way back in the days. We always can look the further back we go, the more important and the more long lasting the music has been for our people, right? We can go bump, like you said, like if you want to bring up the Tupac situation, you can go bump, you know what I'm saying, Hail Mary right now in a club or go off. Yeah. It'll go yeah. off because it's a timeless song, right? And it's not too often that we hear people make consistent, timeless music because everybody's riding a certain wave. And I think that's a way that our music get watered down at some point. And that's why other genres are able to, up, uphold their legends in the game and they can make money off a of tour. Ain't no way in hell right now that some of them old rock bands go out there and the selling out stadiums still. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's because they get the support and they're not allowed to age their artists like we do ours. Or they right. haven't, they right. don't have that same value. They have a different value and respect for their artists mm-hmm. than we do. So they're able to do, they still able to do sellout stadiums right now. Right. Some of them ain't even, they can't right. even walk barely. Right, <laughs> nah, they be trying to perform, they be up there stiff, like, like, your back, your back about to fall off, boy. <laughs> Give it up, Steven Tyler. <laughs> no, but- I mean, that's exactly right, man. I mean, but it, it, it's like that with a lot of shit, man. It's like that with a lot of stuff with us. And, and, and I you know, I don't always want to make it seem like it's a total, total bad thing. Because we trendsetters. We very trendy. Whatever we do, motherfuckers going to follow. So it's hard to stay in one place, so to speak. You know, because we push, as we go, the country go. As we go, the world go. So, you know, it, it's hard to stay sometimes and that, that's another reason why it's hard to you know appreciate the, our elders you know one of the things that, that, that was taught before we got here in the wilderness of North America before the uh, teachers of the Witty Lynch theory was you supposed to protect the save your uh, elders once we got here we were told we were pitted the young against the old you know so we looked at elderly individuals as, as more of a burden than a gift right. 
So that that that's part of the re- one of the reasons why we can't appreciate, you know. Our, well, our I think sometimes like too in the in the music game, it's two things we have to really keep in mind is that it's made at such a high rate. It's so much music. That's one of the reasons why these songs don't stick around is because we've gotten accustomed to seeing twenty and thirty new releases every single day. So it's like. When you got so much music, you become addicted to the quick listen. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, all right, that was good, but what's hot today? And and it's always mm-hmm. the next new thing because it's so much coming out. Right. Yeah, that's that's real relevant too, man. That's very relevant. Um, you know, and, and, and just to stay on, just to stay on the subject of inter- entertainment, real quick, man. I did. I did one of it. So one time I went out there by a pro man, and me so and him we stayed up to about five o'clock uh-huh. in the morning watching Smack Smack Battle. So, <laughs> so what what what's going on with the with the with the world of uh, battle rap right now, man? Because they got this app called Caffeine where they show old battles, and I was watching some of them. But what they be doing now? Do they still well Smack pretty what, much? What they got going they on out there? partner with Caffeine and got a bag, so they be doing they uh they don't really have to do pay per view. They be doing even the new battles on the app on caffeine. They be free, but they get the money on. Yeah, they be having new events on caffeine for free. Damn. And then, yes, they be live too. They they be be live. They be be new new on caffeine. Come on. No, it's free, but you know they get their money on the back end, and they trying to build an app, I believe, so that they can have advertising and things like that in the future. You know, Drake is partnered with uh, caffeine as well. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I was looking at they had some female battles on there. The, the, the women was actually yeah. doing their thing. Some of them was corny. Some of them was corny, but some of them was actually like it's the little uh, transgender joint uh, female on there eating them. I'd be like, yeah. no, they cheat. She's really a guy. <laughs> she's a man. Yeah. She's cheating, dog. Yeah, but yeah, it was, yeah, it, it, it's just crazy to see that because I know uh, when I was out there, man, you were sitting around the motherfucking uh, phone. <laughs> We was ready for the battle. We, we uh, I watching. think on the, on the laptop. On the iPad or something? Yeah. No, nah, I'm, a, oh, I'm yeah, a huge yeah, battle yeah. rush fan. Yeah, it used to be live. Oh. Yeah, man. Oh. So what, what's your take on that, man? Like, as far as, uh, like, 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 cause we didn't see some of them battle rap legends yeah. try to uh, transition into musical artists. <laughs> we didn't see that happen all too many times, but not very much success. Who who, who, you, who you think probably one of the best ones that came out? The, uh, Sue Surf, battle rap hands down. Uh, I think music. Sue Surf is probably the the coldest actually on beat um, that I've heard. He got real decent music. Um, yeah, another one who I think is pretty good is oh, Head Ice. I think he's decent. Uh, Big K, he got decent music. However, I think by far, <laughs> and maybe Lux. Lux got some decent music sometimes, but Sue Surf, I think, is the best. And that, that's I was going to second that. I was going to say Sue Surf, um, and then of course, you know, saying Lux. But the person that I that I've listened to that shocked me when I listened to his album and some mm. of his music was Arsenal. He got some stuff that I was like, I ain't even. I had to look it up. I yeah. said, "Did he just say what I thought he said? Yeah. Is that is that Arsenal? <laughs> because I wouldn't expect that kind of music from him. But if you go listen to some of his music, man, he, he pretty he pretty decent too. So I put him in my top three of the ones that I heard out of battle rap that actually can 
put a song together and put some projects together to where you can be like, oh, okay, I, I can do that. So I'm actually, three for I never me. really, I heard two songs from Arsenal, but I never really paid much attention to his music. But now that you say that, I'm gonna go do the knowledge. Yeah, man, he he got yeah, some. The, the first time I heard an Arsenal song, mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was him, the battle rapper Arsenal. So I was digging it. I was like, oh, dude, kind of smooth. So then I looked him up to try to figure out how to hear the rest of his music because I was listening to it on, uh, I think it was on Shade 45 or something like that on satellite radio. Um, so I had to actually look him up. And then I realized it was the dude from the battle rap sector. And I was like, oh, wow, okay. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't listen to a lot of his music. I definitely haven't listened to uh, a full uh, album of Sue Surf music. But, um, and it actually, and you know what the funny thing is, it threw me off because you know how aggressive yeah. Arsenal is during the rap battles. Oh, his yeah, music, wow. his music, yeah. not like that. He not screaming on the music and on the beat like that. So that's what mm-hmm. threw me off when I actually heard it, because I'm expecting to hear him get growling like he do in the actual battles, like, and you can feel that energy. <laughs> I got, yeah. I got bullets inside <laughs> of <in> my truck. <laughs> So that, that was interesting to, uh, to actually see. So, yeah, check him out. Arsenal That's definitely out there doing his thing as well. Oh, man, close. I mean, so, you know, a lot of the, um, you know, we, 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 we asked and requested you to be on here, man. Did you have anything that you wanted to just hit us off with, man, hit our listeners off with? Because, like I said, man, we, we, celebrated, we celebrated the milestone last week, man. So I feel like, you know, the, the movement is growing. The podcast is growing. So if you got some info, you Indeed. want to Well, the them, first man, thing I'm going to say to y'all is congratulations. And um, and keep doing your thing. And I'm not saying that as just like a cliche. I mean, keep doing your thing. Because you're only going to see success when you continue to be consistent. Consistency is the key to success. And if you don't see immediate gratification mm-hmm. or rewards right now, don't let that discourage you. If this is something that you enjoy, then continue to do it and continue to be creative with how you can get it out to the people, you know, and always be promoting yourself, be promoting what you're doing so that people will be aware of it. And eventually you'll get the listenership that you deserve and that you really, really want. So I just want to say that to y'all. Much appreciated. Continue to listen to podcasts and to consume information in this way because i feel like uh it is really one of the newest things that can can help us diversify our learning and when i say learning i love learning in all different facets and right now y'all just gave me a great example because we talked about black history we talked about battle rap we talked about hip-hop we talked about a little bit of sports. So I love that. I listen to all of these. I listen to podcasts in every genre of those things right there. And so I think that we as a people have to continue to diversify our <laughs> listenership and our learning and how we consume uh, information. And so that's one thing. The other thing is the what I would say to the listeners is uh, don't be afraid to make a change or to speak out on things that you feel are important. Uh, because ultimately, you know, when we was talking about the social media and things like that, it's okay to be funny. I ain't never hating on nobody for making jokes or, or, you know, doing the challenges and things like that. However, if it's something that's important, make sure that you speak up on those things as well. And a person that I'm going to give an example of is Plies, because Plies is a funny dude. 
Man, he be having me dying. However, yeah, he a comedian. sometimes he'll stop <laughs> and really say some real things. And I really have to sit back and do the knowledge because he really be dropping some jewels sometimes. So that's just something I wanted to add. Man. No, man, that's perfect. That that's 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 exactly what I was hoping to get, man. And and, and just overall in general, man, I think we gotta continue to do stuff like what we're doing right now. Cause I know you out there busting the head, man. You busting wide open with the information and the and the melanized point of view. So you know it, it's it's my duty, it's our duty and a responsibility as a, a platform that can help you uh, speak about and expand your platform. And if it if, if in any way you gain anything from this hour we spent here today, then we we've, we've done our job together as folks, you know, as as a people. Cause you know people always think the unity is supposed to be us standing in the crowd with our hands with our fists raised. It's a million ways to unify, man. We just got to find the ways to do it that's convenient for us and we can do it on a re- uh, regular basis. And we'll be straight. We'll be good, man. So we definitely appreciate your time, man. I hear Hello, my Bobo, in peace. the background. Please let me peace. But, um, you know, you know and, and that's what it's about, man. You making time to do this, you know, and, and with your family and, and with your baby there. And that's what we got to do, man. We got to do it against all mm-hmm. odds. We got to do it by any means necessary, like Brother Malcolm said. So, you know, I appreciate you taking the time out, man, and, and saying, you know, saying something to our listeners, man. And, and hopefully, I saw you shared the link with me. So I'm going to put the link in the uh, in the uh, podcast on Anchor. Hopefully, y'all check them out, man. Check out Melanized Media and Indeed. all they have to offer. It's, it's some good stuff. It's some good stuff over there, man. Absolutely. So what, how much no, time you got left? Live you out or you got, you got a little, few more minutes? Uh, okay. I kind of want to touch on uh, what's been going on. Uh, in the financial world with the stock market, with GameStop, AMC, okay. et cetera, that little debacle that happened. So what, um, what's y'all take on that situation? Um, if the people got what? together and decided they was going to make GameStop the, the thing for the moment, hedge funds and managers on Wall Street mm-hmm. do that all the time. <laughs> I don't see how on earth the reason they mad is because yeah. it wasn't from a source that they're used to receiving that type of attention or those types of gains from. I think that was really the problem. Uh, and it's, it's just really interesting because I think right now, especially during this pandemic, um, I think that so much money has been made in the stock market. I think that more people should and are uh, coming into really learning about it. It's, it's really in, interesting because I've been having conversations with my son talking about day trading and, and things like that. So uh, I think that it's something that we should all really start considering more and more. Definitely. I, I, yeah, I mean, I, no, I go ahead, man. Bro. No, I was just going to add on with just saying, you know, just having the conversation, just talking about it, just just even having it on our on our on our on our on our water cooler talk is where we need to start looking at, you know, that, that we wasn't having this conversation 10 years ago. We wasn't talking about buying no goddamn stock or even getting an acorn or stash, them little simple apps on your phone that you could start off with a $5 investment and, you know, a year from now you'd have made $12 off the year. At least you're trying to do it. At least you're attempting to do something. We wasn't having these conversations. And like Logic said, now that, we, that these conversations are coming from different sources, motherfuckers don't like it. Anytime you switch up the game, and you start winning, then they want to take their ball back. They want, oh, no, this is my ball. Just like anytime, like, you know, we, we saw what Serena did in the tennis arena. There was nobody liked that shit. They weren't happy. We was, but they wasn't. You know, we seen, even with Tiger, what he did with the golf. Wasn't nobody playing no goddamn golf. Now, we doing this, uh, something similar. 
And I, it ain't even about race or, or culture. It's about just a different point of view coming in, saying we want to do a little bit of different, and not everybody mad. <laughs> everybody mad. And that's, that's what America been doing, man. So, you know, I, I'm not surprised at it. And I, I'm glad you uh, brought off that analogy, because that's the same analogy that I came up with so that we can put it into layman terms for our people that ain't out there that's not into stocks or don't understand what that is. And I'm no expert myself, but pretty much what it was was the little guy got up on this and said, I ain't playing this no more. We about to change this up. And the influ- the influential players in the game, they weren't happy about it. They got mad and took their ball and left. We've all been playing a game with somebody to where they was winning, and then as soon as they start losing, they want to take their ball and leave. That's exactly what just happened. Right. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. So I'm glad I'm glad you used that analogy, man. But uh, that's exactly what I want to touch on because, like you said, that's huge. Uh, Like Lodge said, too, to touch on that, we are having that conversation and more people are stepping up into these platforms and getting involved in these apps and and starting to invest more. So that's big on our app. And I think our people had a lot to do with that as well because a lot of people are stepping up and put it on social media platforms and put it on their page and actually got the information out there. So shout out to all of those people that use their platform in the right way to get that message out there to make that change. Hey, did you, did you have a uh, did you have a black excellence for the week, bro? Or are we just gonna rock with the uh, the, uh, the the black history for the for the rest of the month? Or did you have a black? I I do got a a black excellent uh, subject that I wanted to touch on, but I kind of wanted to touch on something else real quick before we get to that. Um, I kind of wanted to touch on that topic of that uh, that former Seahawks player Chad Wheeler. Uh, being charged with that first degree domestic violence and domestic violence and unlawful imprisonment and uh, resisting arrest on that uh, African-American female, which seems not to be big news in America and has not been touched by our major news affiliates around America. So that was disappointing to me, but it ain't nothing new. I mean, I saw the pictures and it's disgusting, man. And I want to wish her a speedy recovery and I hope Yeah, I think you hear, bro? Broke up. I think you broke up. Can you hear him? Yeah, it sounds like it. Because usually when he break up like that, she can still hear us. You just can't hear him. And, and that she needs to get through this situation. A little bit. This is definitely one of those. Yeah, because yeah, I, I can hear him kind of, you know, kind of chime yes. in a little bit. However. All right. I'm back. Y'all, right, yeah, y'all hear me? Let's go. So so what I was saying is, is that, you know, obviously it didn't get picked up like, you know, normally when somebody that's black have a situation like this is big news for about three months. And this has been. My man, bro, he must be uh, driving through a cave. You driving through the mountain? Yeah, I think he dropped it. I get what he's saying, though. No, but. Uh, yeah. It, yeah, and, and I think that's important, man. And, and like I said, before, this is another man, one of those situations for where an uh, African American talk about some of the stuff that ain't being talked about, you know, and having conversations that ain't being had. Yeah, man, I thought it was funny. Uh, Logic, I was gonna share with you the other day. Uh, <laughs> I was on uh, YouTube and somebody had tagged me in a, uh, a video on YouTube, and it was a, 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 a one of our songs from my first Devious album. Uh, it's called What Am I Supposed to Do? It had Cassandra singing on the hook. 
And they had like just literally just posted our song with our album cover. <laughs> it was just like this some hot shit. Like, go like what? How y'all pick this up? Out of all fourteen songs, it was on that. Yeah, no, it's a it's a yeah, but it's, it's, it's on YouTube right now. Still be, I be what? I didn't even post any of the YouTube videos of those songs, but I every now and again I YouTube it myself if I want to listen to it. So, yeah, I think that's cool. We still got some fans out there. <laughs> Yeah, man, it's been a long time, man. It's been a real long time. Uh, but like you said, you know, everything starts. Everything starts. I remember our first shot at uh at striving to do something with media or video. We was uh attempting to do something called Devious TV, <laughs> and that was like in '99 or 2001 or something crazy like that. Yeah, and I look at you, man. You We've come a long way. <laughs> Yeah, I'm back in here. I don't know what's going on. I don't know how I got cut out twice. But uh, I definitely want to say that, Chris, you a sucker for that. And I definitely think that, you know what I'm saying, this situation should not be tolerated on any level. And the penalties should be swift and heavy. And you definitely made my eye honor in that list this week. Your actions were cowardly, to say the least. And karma got a bounty on your head. Lay low. Keep your head on the swivel, boy. <laughs> right. No, and, and I think sometimes it, it 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 gets overlooked a lot, man. It gets overlooked because it's it's, it's just like uh, the, the the killing of unarmed black men. You know, they show it so much, and we see it so much. It's almost like we become numb to it, and, and it's it almost. And I hate to say mm-hmm. this, how it almost becomes quote unquote regular. You know, or mundane. So, like you said, man, it's important for us to continue to point out the wrong shit that's out there because, you know, with the, if you allow evil to exist, then, you know, if you're going to say highly right. And, that, and that, that always reached back to my bag of everybody across the board needs to be held accountable for, for negative and, and evil actions, period. Uh-huh. Don't care who you are, everybody across the board needs to be held accountable. That's the only way you can see success is Kind of held accountable. Right. True. The, I'm saying. Indeed, indeed, man. Yeah, man. So, so you know, I know. In the spirit of some of the podcasts that we watch, like uh, Drink, Cha- uh, Drink Champs and the Joe Button podcast and all that kind of stuff, man, it's 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 really just an organic conversation, man. I think we pulled it off. In a very astute manner today, man. Like Lottie said, we were talking about something, everything on here, and kept and kept the deal. We kept the balance, you know. We 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 did a little bit of everything, um, you know. And I, like I said, I don't ever want to overextend or hold nobody beyond, you know. They 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 their time period and nothing like that. I, I going to the guy that we usually stick around about an hour of content or an uh, hour of media. Uh, did you did you want to hit us off with anything before we get out of here? Uh, uh, yeah, I, I had one I had one more question for Logic before I got into the Black Excellence uh, stage, but I just wanted to ask him: What challenges have you been facing there in Dallas with the creation of your media company? Oh, San Antonio. Okay. Um, the only challenges that I, in all honesty, have faced is financial. Um, the people love it. I mean, we don't have any, I couldn't say anything bad about the people um, that we interact with that support us. I mean, people come out the woodworks and 
And I'll share something with you. We have, I was, I was sharing with Larkin <laughs> that we have something called the honor system where all of our events, you can choose what you pay for it. We never set a fee really. And people give us, we've had people give a hundred dollars to sit on zoom with us for an hour. We've had people give, like, I have a, a listener or a viewer <laughs> who gives us $50 a month just off GP, whether we do anything or not. And so it's, it's been, like, nothing but love, in all honesty. And here in the city, we haven't really faced any pushback. Um, some people don't always appreciate it to the degree that we might hope. However, the, the pushback has been minimal. Now, we get trolls online on Facebook that say a lot of reckless things. Um, however, that never really lasts because between myself, my partner, and the supporters, we, we nip that in the bud real quick. Uh, so yeah, it's been nothing but support in all honesty. Oh, that's what's up. Do you got like moderators on your pages to take care of that kind of stuff? Uh, sometimes, not really. We handle it mostly internally. Um, okay. Yeah. All right, that's what's up. Yeah. yeah, man. Hey, I'm glad you answered the question that way, man, because I really believe in my mind that you chose one of the best places to start something like that because I lived in San Antonio for quite some time and I do know that it's with, with the diversity and the, just the level of, it's money there, it's diversity there, and it's a lot of space there. When you got money, space, and diversity, uh-huh. you able to do whatever the fuck you want, really, you know? <laughs> so, you know, I'm glad that you was able to start, because, I mean, even in, in some of the blacker cities in Texas, it still probably wouldn't have been as smooth for you as it is in San Antonio. That's just something that I've seen, you know, something that I've noticed. So I'm glad you was able to have the success you had out there. He was sharing with me, pro, that, you know, the uh, over over the course of... Yeah, at one point we was doing, doing six, uh, six, six a month. We six had shows a, a month. every Sunday, six so that's four weeks. And then we would do something every other Thursday that was San Antonio-centric. So in total, we was doing uh, like six presentations a month. And all them junks was getting support. All of them was getting not just not just support with a person on there. They were getting financial um, backing and financial support from individuals and, and, and whether they be paying customers. So you know that that that's love, man. That's really love. And you know when you're doing something that ain't about the Indeed. money, it can still be about the money. Yeah, I think we're in a different climate, too, because I think that, uh, you know, it used to be a point in time people would feel like if you're doing something that's really Black-focused and especially Black history-focused, they might only have a lifeline in certain times of the year, like now, uh, and that it might not be as uh, lucrative. However, I think those days are gone. I think that we are in a special time where people want this knowledge. People be at us, and, and... that's why I said we have to keep making presentations to keep up with the demand because people really enjoy it. And they may not. And the thing about it, it's a niche market. It may not be. You don't need a million people. You just need some diehard fans and some supporters who enjoy what you provide. And that's the same thing. That's why I'm telling y'all what I'm telling y'all, because you don't need a million listeners. You just need a handful of very supportive people. And then it'll really grow. And that's something that I've seen. You just have to stay consistent. And you have to bring quality, too. Because as a Black-owned business, I never present that we are Black-owned business, and that's why people should listen to us or watch what we do. We present the fact that we are providing high-quality marketing, high-quality material, high-quality content. We focus on the quality. 
and people see what we bring and the substance of it and then they you know get hooked on it however like i said it's it's really about presenting that's why i like when you was just talking about black excellence because it really should be excellent black because the excellence should be first really okay yeah yeah i mean we was we actually did a um a fan appreciation episode it was episode 15 and we read out some of the questions and comments and kind of uh you know interacted with the fans and the listeners and one of the things they were saying was that you know it was a kind of a two-fold street some of the people were saying they like the fact that we talk about a little bit of everything every episode some of the people were saying pick something if y'all gonna talk about sports talk about sports if y'all gonna talk about music talk about music and we we refuse to be put in one of them boxes, man. We don't want to do that. This is an entertainment program, and whatever we want to talk about, we gonna talk about. And and like you said, and it's high quality. And like we ain't like we be on here just scamming and talking bullshit. We got that. We got information. We got segments that we hit every week. So just having that variety is something that you know a lot of people would enjoy. You know, so we ain't we ain't gonna conform. We ain't gonna change what we doing. And as of right now, you know, it ain't hindering us in any way. So we gonna keep pushing how we pushing. And, 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 and get the folks what they what they want while giving it while, while us getting Absolutely. out of it. So on that note, let's go ahead and get into this little last little segment. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Black excellence. I want to give a, a big shout out to my man, uh, New Orleans native Leon Howard. He's an individual that served a little time in the prison system, came out, converted himself into an entrepreneur, a successful investor, an investing coach through a movement called From the Trap to Wall Street. Big shout out to Leon Howard out of New Orleans. Big ups to him for doing that, changing his life around and getting involved into the stock market and, and, and helping his people out uh, in, that, in that movement that we were just talking about earlier as far as financial investments. So I just thought it was in line with what we was talking about today. So I wanted to give a big shout out to Leon Howard out of New Orleans. Please. Peace, peace. That's good, man. I'm gonna have to look him up and do some research. That's his movement. That's what he called his movement, and that's what it, and that's what he go through. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Good, good, man. Hey, shameless plug, man. I want y'all to check out my guy, um, Born Logic. Our special guest today. He got a book out there, man. It's called Muscles. I Must Hustle. It was a bestseller at one point when it first came out, man. It's always some. It's always a jewel. It's an easy read, man. If you can get your hands on and it, they, you can uh, get so, it on uh, Amazon. You still got, uh, or they can also go to Muscle, M-U-S-T-L-E dot biz. That's the website for the book or Amazon. Perfect, perfect, man. So we we got this man. He's not only doing movies, man. He also an author as well, a public author. So check him out, man. This my brother. This my blood brother, born logic, man. Melanized me. We out here rapping. What? See, I like to call Neptune. But yeah, man, I appreciate the time, logic, man. I know you could have been anywhere else, but you chose to be here with us tonight, man. So we appreciate that. Pro, you wanna uh, you wanna send us off? Oh, lot of you guys. No, uh, just thank you. you. I appreciate the opportunity, and I'm not just saying that. I I really enjoyed the conversation. Uh, I really appreciate what y'all doing, and I thank you for uh, thinking of me and allowing me to to share my voice. So peace. No, absolutely, man. We we appreciate you coming through, and like you said, like keep doing your thing out that way too. Congratulations on all your moves and endeavors. I mean, it's never been a question that we know that you're going. 
constantly keep something under the wing and keep something popping. So congratulations to you on doing your thing out there as well and, and well-being to your family and, and any movement that you're involved hey, Dave, in. Thank man. you, brother. So, you know what I'm saying? Like we always say, we end and off. This was a, a beautiful episode, episode 22, special guest, Born Logic. I'd like to say shout out from your boy, Provoc, the EC affiliate. Here, seeing, feel the movement. Bless up. Peace. Peace.